Welcome to the Elmer EMC podcast. We want to support you on your journey with God. So here's this week's teaching. Hi, church family. Hi. Guess what? You're listening to us today. We just wanted to be able to bless you and speak word of encouragement this Sunday. Yeah, so we, we just wanted to kind of share something that has been... I don't know, we've kind of been learning about recently, and we thought maybe that would be a good thing to share with the rest of you. All right, let's get started. Yeah. Find out what it is. Yeah. So I'm going to read from Mark 12, uh, verses 41 through 44. So Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came in and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. So why are the poor so generous? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, because I know of many people from my past and current that are like, don't have very much, but they're like the most generous people I know. Mm. And I wonder, I wonder if, because like, I feel like the poor kind of make their own community. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, they're used to people being generous to them. Mm. And... In that way, they've created this community of generosity, you know what I mean? So they're all, like, in it together. Yeah. Okay. So I wonder if it's, like, that's just the norm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was just talking to Dorothy Reed oh, like on messaging, and, yeah, she just messaged me out of the blue about something awesome that happened to her. Uh, but she, she shared how there is this family, this woman who had given her like expensive bread for Christmas and she knows that she doesn't have that much money but she gave her like like the more expensive bread when she could have given like the stale day old bread to her and Dorothy was like really touched by that Hmm. yeah just knowing that they gave when they didn't they didn't even have to but they wanted to like they they enjoyed it yeah Hmm. yeah I wonder too in in like the community of generosity that that I mentioned um that like, it reminds me of that quote from that movie. If you guys haven't seen the movie Klaus, you should check it out because it's really great. In it, Klaus says like, like a true, what was it? Like a true um, selfless act sparks, sparks another. Okay. That's what it was. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, and then that's how the community grows mm. kind of thing. Because mm. they're, they're constantly doing that. Which also reminds me of the pay it forward at the Tim Hortons drive-thru. Oh, yeah. If that has not happened to you, maybe you should do it. And it will. <laughs> I've actually had it done to me, and I was, like, so shocked. I was like, uh, uh, what? And I, like, took my tea, and I was, like, looking at the van in front of me, being like, you, like, I can't even thank you, you know what I mean? Mm. And then so... I was like, I'm going to do that. So, yeah, I did that to other people the next time. So, yeah, I did that, that like, spark thing. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. 
Unless you have more to say. No. Okay. No, okay, now I'm going to read from Mark 10, verses 17 to 27. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely, you must not cheat anyone, honor your father and mother. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away very sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it to, for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed them, but Jesus said again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Well, then who can be saved, they asked. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible. So why is being rich like a barrier to entering the kingdom of God? See, I know in my own experience, like it's been my possessions, my things have sometimes kept me from doing the, like the Jesus-y thing. Hmm. Um, and I think in that passage, the, the rich young ruler, he wants to like continue his lifestyle, hmm. but also be assured of, of his place in the kingdom. But Jesus is calling him to do something different. Hmm. And, I, and I think we, all, we often hear, well, at least I often hear when I hear this passage, um, people explain it as this was the thing that was holding this guy back. For him, it was hmm. his riches. For other people, it might not be. Um, but in his case, he was limited in his ability to follow Jesus by his possessions. Mm. I know if you have responsibilities, you can't just um, drop everything and go follow Jesus, um, as he sometimes called people to do. But, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, the other passage where it's like you can't serve both God and money. Mm. It's like he, he was oh, serving money but doing this religious thing. And he's like, I got it pretty good. Hmm. Um, so you could still be religious and serve money, right? Yeah. And hmm. God's basically like, well, let's get rid of this God and actually follow me. Yeah. Hmm. I think the sad part, though, in that passage was like how like Jesus felt like genuine love for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like... It's like, I don't know, this guy's like so lost in his, the thing that was like, he was being ruled by. It's funny, it's called like the rich young ruler, but he was actually being ruled by his possessions and money. Yeah. Huh. Mm. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not going to enter the kingdom of God because he's already in this kingdom of money. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah. I think we, 
we put priority on the things that like we value. Um, mm. For this guy, maybe it was not like the things of Jesus, but the things that he possessed. And I think for us living here and now, like there's, I don't know, there's a lot of things that can distract us from Jesus. Uh, things that take up our, our time and our money. And sometimes they, they can be good. Sometimes they can point us towards uh, Jesus and they can be used for building the kingdom. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act that we have to enter into and like discern with the Spirit's guiding. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for sure. Next. So we have another one. Um, this one is Luke 14, verses 12 through 14. When Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or relatives, or your rich neighbors. If they do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Um, and I'm going to read part of Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5, uh, verse 3. God blesses those who are poor or poor in spirit and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Mm -hmm. So with these passages and many others, it's like the poor are so favored. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I understand that like Jesus came for the poor and the lost, but why are they so favored in the kingdom? Yeah, Ooh. I think because the the poor don't have any alternatives. It's like uh, there's not other places for them to to go to for help or uh, comfort or yeah anything else in their time of need. They understand. Well, I think if they understand the position they're in, they're going to potentially seek help. And um, that's why, like, the the kingdom is is so so much more closer, so much closer mm, yeah. to the poor because they they're living kind of like it's kind of the same same thing too with like children mm. because children are so dependent mm. on their parents for everything, um, and like the poor and the lame and the blind and the crippled. I guess that's lame, isn't it? Anyways, um, they rely. They have to rely on other people. Yeah. So it's like God wants us to be in this position of like relying on Him. Yeah, yeah. Because we we want to do things in our own power. I think, uh, mm -hmm. and when we give up that power, like, God can do so much more. He can, like, do miracles. He can <laughs> just, like, really change the world to be more like, um, like the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's ultimately not something we can do in our power, but something God uh, wants to do with us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in, in the times when, when people are rich, they, they think, maybe that they can do things themselves yeah that they don't need anyone else or or god to help them yeah where people like are making their 
own reality and their own God. In, mm-hmm. like, 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 obviously, they're the God. Yeah. So instead of God making us in his image, we make God in our image. You got it. Yeah. 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 Mm. So Jesus, yeah, really embraces the humble. Mm. And, yeah, those who realize their need for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The poor in spirit. Yep. So in conclusion, participate in a community of generosity. Yeah. So that might mean you need to find one or form one. Either way, find one or form one. Because I think if everyone was generous, we'd we'd be doing pretty good. Like if everyone was like on the receiving end of like Brian and Beth getting all the stuff and getting all the prayers and getting all the texts of love and care. Yeah. That would be awesome. Anyways, point number two. Don't be ruled by your possessions. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea. Yeah. And I think it can really sneak up on you. You don't even realize. Possessions are sneaky. Very, very sneaky. Yeah. Okay. And driving home, be humble. Like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus modeled what what life should be like. And uh, we we have an opportunity to, to be transformed uh, on the inside and the outside. Let, let our world be be made into the kingdom here and now. Shall we pray together? Sure. Lord God, thank you so much for Jesus and help us to be generous and to be happily generous with our time and possessions and money and Lord, help us to only serve you. Thank you for our church family and the love and care that they give to us and everyone else. Um, Help us to do more of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We invite you to follow Jesus with us and join us on mission with him. We'd love for you to connect with us through our website, worship at aemc.com, or on Facebook. Just search for Aylmer EMC.